The Gathering. The supernatural world can be a dark, intimidating, and scary place. We gather to shine light on the mysterious and misunderstood aspects of the paranormal world. We bring to the table years of experience as mediums, healing channels, and paranormal investigators. We share true stories from our experiences to dispel fear where we can and help you discover the amazing layers that make up the paranormal world. You are invited to gather around the metaphysical table with us and discuss the worlds of the unseen on The Gathering Radio Show. We obviously can't tell, so <laughs> clearly we have no we're idea. Just, we're, we're just, just gathering. We're just going to keep on going. Okay, I so, so I want to give you some information. And all you folks out there who are waxing crescents, and all you have to do is Google it and you'll find out what you are, unless you already know. Um, so waxing crescent, if you're born in the waxing crescent, it's just after the new moon. And this is the energy of putting seeds of intention into motion. So you're planting those new seeds. Um, so the strengths of a waxing crescent, someone who is likely to take initiative, they're uh, productive and have perseverance, willpower and determination. Um, someone that's committed, uh, once they commit to something, they'll stick with it. And mm -hmm. uh, they're someone who is a magnet for growth and opportunity. They're oh. filled with curiosity and joy, but sometimes can be conservative or timid when trying new things. Um, they can be predictable, so they like what they like. Um, they appreciate nostalgia and uh, mm -hmm. looking back, you know, um, mm -hmm. uh, the fondness for memories. And mm -hmm. they're very happy when they're on a mission that they feel is worthwhile. Yeah. So those yeah. are all tendencies. Tendencies. Now, there's a lot of other factors that, that go into this, but those can be some of the things for a, wax, a waxing crescent. And then some weaknesses is that sometimes they cling to the past out of fear of change or moving forward. Uh, they like to stay in the comfort zone. And the instinct is to protect your own security over other things. And then uh, to grow, it's necessary to embrace feeling uncomfortable and learn how to handle struggles, dare to take risks, which isn't always in their wheelhouse. But it's also mm -hmm. a skill that can be learned, for, of course, for anyone. So uh, those are some of the things that are uh, part mm -hmm. of uh, Waxing Crescent. So there you Very go. Very interesting. Yeah. A lot of those, I would say, probably are, are traits that I have myself, you know. So, and they can be to degrees too. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. So, no. yeah. 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 Sure. Interesting, huh? It is very interesting. It is very interesting. And when you look at the can't, you know, like when we look at our astrological signs too, you know, it's like just, oh my God, so me, you know, so many of the things that come with the cancer sign, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's tons of factors. It's not just the moon piece but no. it adds a little sprinkling in there right yeah um, and especially oh, absolutely. Maybe when you get into the energy of the waxing crescent maybe some of your strengths come out where mm -hmm. when you're outside of the waxing crescent maybe you're more apt to uh, fall into uh, some of the you know where you maybe pull back or or uh, fall into old patterns or something like that so sure. uh, so it's interesting i think it is it is all this stuff is fascinating you know it really is but yeah, I know. I just remember. So when we talk astrology, I remember we talked about that that one year we talked with Triana. I think it was last year, and we talked about planets that were in retrograde when we were born. And remember, you had one, and I had like I don't know, like five or six. It was like that one summer where everybody was in retrograde at the same time. Remember? And mm -hmm. she said. She said, I bet you feel different, like the different one out of your family, right? You were the different one. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you hit that right on the head. I mean, you know, and that just has always stuck with me. It's like, yeah, I am. I am the different one. I sh won't say black sheep, but I am definitely the oddball out of the bunch, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> yep. Yep, I was so, the same. <laughs> yep, and there's a yep. lot of stuff that's come to light in the last few years that shows me why. But, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, not in a bad way, but just right. why, you know, answer some questions. But yeah, I got the same, the same thing was just, uh, you know, kind of, kind of not part of the crowd. <laughs> right, right. And they all tolerate me, right? 
you know, my brother, you know, my brother, Joe is the one I always say is the most, he's the one that's most interested. And he's always asking, like, for example, about our paranormal stuff and squatching and stuff. And, and he listens and he wants to listen and he's interested in it where everybody else might ask. But then if you say something and you, and you might say a few words, then they change the subject. (laughs) Right. So they're not really interested. (laughs) Just so, making small yeah. talk, pretending right. you know, they're interested right. in what you're doing. That's totally out of left field. And they're not not really jiving yep. on it. They're not really no. into it. They're like, okay, whatever. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I really don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, right? I just was weird being nice. for me. Yeah. <laughs> weird. But anyway, yeah. So fun stuff for sure. But um, yeah. So what have you been doing the last week, Heidi? Well, other than getting back to work finally, um, mm-hmm. that's kind of the biggest the biggest thing really is just taking care of myself so I can, you know, get back to work and and not um, you know, have any setbacks. So mm-hmm. um but what is really fun and I'm looking forward to it is all of the uh paranormal investigating classes that I'm gonna be doing. Uh it's starting to gear up, which mm-hmm. is I am it's Shocking how many classes I'll be teaching over the next uh, probably six to eight months. So uh, because of all the different groups and people that are asking, reaching out and asking like, hey, can you do that over here? Can you do that over here? So I'm really excited about that. And it starts mm-hmm. on um, next. No, uh, it starts this Thursday. I was going to say mm-hmm. next week. Oh, I can't miss the one that's this week. Um, mm-hmm. So it starts this week. And then I've got two. I've got one this week. I've got two next week. And then it's just every month for like six or seven months, I've got classes, uh, multiple classes monthly. So I'm super excited about it, but um, I'm a little nervous too, because it's a lot of, you know, paranormal teaching, you know, teaching those paranormal classes. And, and so I don't want to, I don't want to get burned out or anything, but gearing up for it. It's a lot of work. And I, isn't it interesting that so many people are interested in it at this time of year? You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's summer. It's not like you normally think of spirits right. and paranormal investigation right now. You know, mm-hmm. it's more yep. like for the dark time of the year. You know, I know that's I, what I thought was interesting. People are like, I don't. We're not. We don't want to wait. Let's do it now. I'm like, okay. And they're filling up. They're filling up. And so, yeah. um, but it's it. What's funny, and we've talked about this before when we've done paranormal shows, is um, when we've talked about like investigating and things like that, where people they get concerned that, well, it's, it's May. And if we do the class from, you know, seven to 10 and you do a little investigating, it's not going to be dark or what do we do? And I'm like, you don't need it to be dark. You know, they don't, spirits are just sitting there hiding in a closet, waiting for it to be dark out and then poof out, they come, you know, I mean, maybe some do that, but no, I mean, if they want to chat, they'll chat whatever time you're going to investigate. So it is true. And, you know, most most places you can go day or night and you're probably going to get the same amount of of activity, you know, Mm -hmm. people, it's, you know, people don't realize that. Right. And it does stay late, really late. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's always in the dark. Right. They never really investigate during the day, which I think is kind of sad. But, you know. It's, if they I ever mean, give I us guess, a TV show, Heidi, we'll we'll show them. You know no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Then we'll tell them how you can do it in the daytime yeah. and get sleep at yeah. night, and then it's all good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anytime, don't anytime need. works. We like to sleep but, too. <laughs> right. Well, maybe their thinking is that well, they'll be all ready then. They'll have these classes now, and then by fall, when the activity ramps up, they'll be ready to rock and roll. You know what I mean? Possible. They'll be all yeah. all teached and all taught and. They know what they're doing and this, yep, that, and the other. Yeah, that's interesting. That's really interesting. Because if you yeah. would have told me this in September, October, November, I would have said, oh, yeah, of course, you know, but yeah. May, June? <laughs> no, no, know. you know, that's bizarre. I know. I've got groups that are coming to me saying, hey, can we, they couldn't do it in spring because spring was already kind of full. And so they're like, can we yeah. start in the summer? Like July? I'm like, okay, sure. July, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah, we'll do it. Crazy. <laughs> so, Crazy time. Okay. Yeah. I love but, it. Yeah. So I have an investigation that we're going to be doing coming up. That's mm-hmm. kind of an interesting one. We got a, we had a family reach out to us a few weeks ago. And so I've been communicating with them and um, it's really 
it's really interesting. They're up um, near in uh, near the reservation up north, and mm-hmm. not on it, but near it. And mm-hmm. um, they've just had some really, really creepy activity happening and um you know it's it almost seems like it's it's moving with the people that you know there's a kid that doesn't want to stay in the house anymore and so she's going back and forth to grandma's and she said that these spirits are coming with her and talking to her and telling her things i'm like oh my goodness and um she drew a picture of one and i thought okay that's kind of disturbing and um, they had it on the fridge i'm like yeah take that off the fridge please yeah Keep, it's not cool. like a drawing she made at school, so let's just take that down. And um, they'll leave the um, the uh, they'll leave the room and come back, and all the doors, like in the kitchen, all the cupboards open, doors open, mm-hmm. drawers all wow. of it open, just instantly, right? And then they'll come. Uh, they'll what the the mom woke up one day and her hair, like pieces of her hair, were missing, like oh. cut cut off. Oh. And they can't find it anywhere either. They're not finding it cut somewhere. Isn't that... That's well, wild. That is, how long have they lived in this house? They've lived there for quite a while, and her mom lived there before. Her mom's still alive. She just moved. Um, but uh, it's been... A, they've had this place for a long time. And mm-hmm. it's it's just bizarre some of the stuff that's happening but these beings are in full communication with the daughter she's young she's like 10 mm-hmm. or something and she's mm-hmm. scared completely oh, yeah. scared so she's been staying with the grandma the one who used to live in the house she's been staying over her house and they've been coming to her and of course now they're saying well we're gonna go those people are coming so we're just gonna go and i'm like well okay they know we're coming and they say they're gonna leave then that's interesting right mm-hmm. so um, so we'll see what happens, but we're supposed to go up there in a couple of weeks and yeah. uh, do an investigation and then oh. we'll, we'll clear it too, because that's not okay. But yeah, I haven't heard of the, I mean, the only thing that I think of, I mean, well, the main thing I think of, I should say, when I hear about the hair, right, is that it's being used for some kind of spell work. Yes. Yes. Right? yes. So, because you don't take someone's hair, no. you don't chop off a chunk of hair no. and there's no hair. That's the thing. It's If you chop a chunk of your hair off, you're probably going to find hair laying around. Like Something. A, wherever yeah. you cut it, you're going to find pieces laying mm-hmm. there, right? Mm-hmm. Not so, just... yeah, it just doesn't disappear. So, yeah. um, oh. so that I thought was really interesting that there's something, you know, doing this mm-hmm. and using it for something that's not good. And I'm guessing it's some kind of spell work, you know, to use against the mom or to keep her in line so that they can manipulate the daughter. Like, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. That just sounds awful. Mm -hmm. Well, good luck on that one. Be safe. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of protections for you guys that are going, you know? Yeah. I have four of us that are going and we're just going to stay overnight in a hotel because, when you get to those investigations that are really far away, this is, you know, it's almost five hours away from yeah. here. So I don't want to get up there, do an investigation, clearing, leave and come home. And then they're like, oh, my gosh, everything just hit the fan the next day. Yeah. So we'll do a follow up the next morning just to make sure everything's good before yep. we drive back. And then yep. if if things still continue to unfold, we'll probably have to do it remotely because, you know, we're busy and yeah. But we'll do the majority of it when we're up there and then stay because I just, you can't just turn around and leave and think, oh, that's just it, one and done. Some of this no. stuff needs a couple of layers of work done. So, yep. yeah. yeah, it should be oh interesting. Gosh, no kidding. Do they do they live out like out a ways, like in the, in the bush? No. Nope. Or do they live like right in a town? Yep, in town. Really? Yep. Oh, my. So I wonder, I also wonder if there's other things going on mm-hmm. in other houses. Mm-hmm. Because some of this feels like it's connected to the land. Yeah. And then and some be. of it feels like it's part of the whatever, you know, somehow got connected to the family. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So it's it's pretty, pretty interesting. So yeah. we've sent protections up ahead of time, you know, for the family so that hopefully they get, but I, I can see, I did a remote walkthrough and I can see what the inside of their house looks like and it's a mess. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but you can't, you can't live like that. It, it's, 
you know, go to these places that they're mm-hmm. having tons of activity and mm-hmm. the inside's a mess. And I'm not saying people have to be stellar housekeepers. No, That's not the deal. But when you're living in what could be considered a hoard, yes. you know, yes. and all your windows are covered up, stuff yes. is covered up. I can see it. They don't have to tell. They have yes. not told me a thing about their house. And I can see that this is exactly what we're going yep. into. Yep. So I'm like, you're not helping yourself at all. No. You're not doing yourself any favors with yeah. that kind of situation yeah because you're just creating this wonderful cozy environment for nasty absolutely stuff, absolutely you know? and i can't i can't even i can't, i don't even know the number of times that we've done investigations like that you know where it's like mm-hmm. like you said oh mess hoarder house windows are always closed up you know big heavy drapes blinds yeah, whatever. and it's like the thing we say the most is open the windows let the light in Clean yep. the place up. I mean, I we do say that, you know, and it's yep. not in a bad way. It just you have too much stuff. It's chaotic and and it feeds those spirits, you know. Yep. Yep. And not to mention, it's just not so, healthy for it human is not healthy bodies. You know, I mean, you get all that dust and yes. and who knows what kind of critters or insects or whatever could be in there. Yep. So it's just it's just not healthy for all the reasons. And yes. living in that can you can get, you know, illness and then depression or whatever and those those energies feed this kind of negative cycle and it just is it perpetuates itself and um so it's like you've got to stop what you can you can't always mm-hmm. stop if you have an no. illness or if there's some kind of you know trauma in the family or um you know people are you know f- you know having troubles you know whatever i mean there's stuff that you just you can't help so but you can help you know not having as much stuff or keeping it clean or opening the windows, the curtains. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's exactly. all the, there's things you can do exactly. to, to yep. help yourself yep. in your space. Yep. So, yeah. 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 And, you know, here's like you said, it doesn't have to be spick and span. Listen, my house will never be spick and span because, you no, know, what? I clean it and it looks fabulous. And five minutes later, it looks like I never did anything. You or you dump I mean? sugar bowl right in the middle of the floor. <laughs> Which is what happened right before the show. Exactly. <laughs> and it's still, I still need to get, take care of that. <laughs> but um, there's a difference between that and, you know, just piles and piles and piles and piles of stuff everywhere, you know, yeah. and no light coming in and, you know, whatever. So... Wow, sounds like a sounds like an interesting investigation. That's for sure. Yeah, and I just something about it was saying you got to go. This mm-hmm. and normally I would try and find a group closer and right. turn it over to them. Yep. But I just for some reason I'm getting the message that I need to go, and I'm like, yep. okay. Well, yeah, and you probably well, do. We're gonna go. You know. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason so we're gonna go. You, you know. Yeah. So. That's cool. So we were in um, the sim crew was in Humber, Wisconsin this last weekend. Um, the owners of the inn that is crazy active, and you know we've had some events there, and it's never a disappointment. Let's put it that way. And they're selling, and so we went down just to visit with them, and then we did, you know, we did an investigation, and you know that place just it never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> Can I just say there's just like stuff always, you know, and, and even though it didn't feel like when we were doing the investigation, I knew there was stuff going on, but it wasn't like our, you know, our K2s were going wild or any of our equipment was happening. But like Jerry was saying that, um, he was going through one of the videos cause he left a video cam on all night long, you know, and he said the part that he listened to, you know, just the short, he just had to get into it, you know, and, Right away. I mean, there was something going on. And I'm like, I told you, you know, I'm not surprised at all. So I can't wait to start getting into that. You know, it's just tough because we're, we're so stressed, right? We, we just, our time is just so short, you know, but, yep. but we will, but fun stuff. But, you know, one so, of the things, well, what? so okay. I'm not, I'm like they're selling it. Are they just, is it going to stay a hotel or? Yeah. Well, they would like it to, there's a bar there too. And, um, unfortunately what happened, so the couple who bought it, they're from Montana and they bought it last, I don't know, it's been a couple of years, I think, you know, and turns out that the people who were working for them were like stealing. They were yeah. like, just, oh. I mean, they would, you know, collect money for drinks and put it in their pocket. And I mean, it was more than that. I mean, it was like, they figured 
they lost thousands of dollars, you know, and so they fired. So the owners for- live in Montana still? No, they live there. Oh, okay. Because you know, it's their living quarters there too, you know, okay. and and they didn't realize this was going on, you know, and and turns out, you know, they got fired them and these people are locals, right? And they totally badmouthed them, <gasps> you know, and said, oh, these people. And so they totally ruined their business, right? Oh. So they closed the bar, I think, last maybe late last summer. I can't remember. The the inn is still open. You can still rent a room there on Airbnb. Um, but she said they're just not doing a lot of business, you know. And so it's been up for sale for quite some time. And some paranormal group, I guess, out of the East Coast got wind of it. And they have relatives in the area or something. And, you know, they have on everything that we've investigated and found activity and that you know it's it's haunted and stuff so these people supposedly are buying it they're under contract but it's not for sure a not for sure deal just yet mm-hmm. you know so yeah but anyway but we went down there and it was just it was fun and we drove around a lot with them and we went to they wanted to go because what happened was the upstairs where the rooms are was used back in the 1800s is kind of like a hospital for people who had smallpox and diphtheria because that was going around big time like in 1880-ish, you know. And so lots of people passed away there. I think some people are probably buried in the basement unbeknownst, you know, because I've been down that ba- basement and it is something, you know. It's one of those basements where you have to go outside to go in, you know, oh, and it's yeah. just the energy down there is like, and it's got a dirt floor and it's like it just, whoa. It makes you crazy, mm-hmm. you know, and it could be, you know, very well could be, but they wanted to go, um, sh- they wanted to go to the cemeteries and, you know, there's a smallpox cemetery and there's a diphtheria cemetery. And so this diphtheria cemetery is just, I think I've talked about it on the show before, but it's an amazing place. It's kind of up on a hill and it's surrounded by big, beautiful, um, like, oak or not oak I'm sorry pine trees like Norway pine trees or white pine trees and Mm -hmm. I just feel like I feel like they're protecting all of these souls you know in the cemetery and I and I have some pictures I'll put them on at the break um but just amazing and that's the feeling you get there you know because it's up high and these trees are all around and these graves are from you know 1880 or something and Many of them are children, you know, a lot of them are children. And it's just such an amazing place. There's such a lot of energy there and protective energy from these trees, I think. And then we went to another cemetery that we had never been to before, and it's a smallpox cemetery. And, you know, we must have driven by it a thousand times because we didn't know it was there. And it's very small and it's got... um you know, like a picket fence. I'm sure there are a lot more smallpox victims' graves, but this one is says smallpox cemetery, and that was an interesting find as well. Mm-hmm. And so we went there, and I'll post some pictures, and everybody can look at them after yeah. the break. But yeah, just really, really cool stuff. You know, going by these cemeteries, and there's just so much going on. But these trees, Heidi, and you know, I connect with trees on such a big level, but. It just seems like at that diphtheria cemetery that these trees that, you know, they're just holding those babies, you know, in protection, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it that just, sounds it, good. Yeah, it is just the most amazing thing, you know. So I'm glad we got to go there. But And then we went down to um, Black River Falls with them. And I had never been to Black River Falls before, even though we didn't. Oh, you haven't? We hadn't been there. Mm. No. And we walked right in to this we had dinner at this uh inn or it was a like a saloon uh, restaurant bar and it was super old you know we walked in it was on a corner and i'm like wow wow there's activity here you know and cherry i said hey you know we have a friend down in black river falls that we made from you know doing all this stuff in humbird and he was telling us about some place in black river falls that we needed to go you know and mm-hmm. i said this isn't that place, is it? And so, you know, I, you know, kind of walked around a little bit and all oh, crazy. It's crazy old, you know, and just full of activity. Sure enough, that's it. <laughs> so there we had dinner at this crazy active place. You know, it was just, it was just, it was really a fun night. And then the investigation on top of all this, you know what I mean? So it was really cool. But you know what? 
Wow, it's 8.31. We've talked the whole half hour away. So we need to go to commercial break, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. And this is the Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. As you go about your daily life, look closer. Every year across America, a staggering 4.2 million youth are homeless or trafficked. Covenant House is the national leader providing safe housing for youth, 50 years strong. Every youth who walks into Covenant House gets clean clothes, hot meals, medical care, and a safe place to sleep. So look closer at Covenant House and help us fight youth homelessness. To help or get help, go to covenanthouse.org. Are you haunted by shadow people in the middle of the night? Do you secretly love all things creepy and spooky, enjoying ghost stories and horror fiction from the best storytellers? Do you have a true ghost experience you want to share, but no one will believe you? If yes, listen to the professionals on What Are You Afraid of? Horror Paranormal Show, Friday nights at 9 p.m. on Para-X Radio and at www.whatareyouafraidofpodcast.com. What are you afraid of on Para-X? Our creepy and demented hosts are on call to provide you with all your spooky needs with true ghost stories, interviews, indie music, and new horror fiction. We are ready to scare you. Para X. Are you looking for a supernatural radio show that is informative and fun? A show with topics such as ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic energy, spirits, cryptids, and more, hosted by paranormal investigators with years of investigations under their belts? Then look no further than the Calling 2.0, powered by the Sim Crew. Hosted by paranormal investigator Jerry and psychic medium Valentina, along with others. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on the Para-X Radio Network. Welcome back to the Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network, and we're doing a catch-up day tonight, catch-up mm-hmm. night tonight, I guess, mm-hmm. and uh, Steph, I'm looking at your pictures that you posted yeah. in the chat room, and yeah, those are interesting, uh, cemetery pictures, and yeah, the trees in I that smallpox that. cemetery are pretty... They're, yeah. well, and they don't They're even very... look as big as they are, because it was taken far away, right? You know, it was kind of a well, they look big. Shot. But they're huge trees. Just yeah, they look us. big. I don't know what you're talking about because they look and, big in the photos. And that second picture, they have this like little piggy laying in front of the. I just thought that was just amazing. Yeah, you know that's really cool. And that, that struck me the first time we were there too. It's like, well, did this kid love pigs or was he a you know was he a farmer? I don't know, but possibly yeah. cute little piggy, right? A little I mean, pet pig or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, but it's yeah. just kind of you know heart wrenching, honestly. Those trees know? are intimidating. I'm just gonna say, aren't they? And they're it's mm-hmm. so it's like they're all around. They're they surround all this whole cemetery, you know, up on top of this hill. And yeah. then the black and white one is the smallpox cemetery, and see how small it is. It's just mm-hmm. tiny. But it's filled with graves, right? So there are graves under those trees. I'm sure those trees weren't there when those, you know, people passed away and they were put there. Some of them, you know, the grave sites said they died like in 1830 or something. I mean, it's almost 200 years ago, you know. So just pretty wow. interesting, I got to say. And that's like in the middle of a farmer's field, right? There were cows across yeah. the way. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I mean, it was just... Um, just really cool. And I didn't get a picture. I did post in there, but I didn't get a picture of the Detheria Cemetery entrance. I think I, I did last time I was there, but I don't really know where it is. But that's that's a really cool one, too. But, yeah, just, you know, and I'm not one to go to cemeteries, but these ones were, like, they're just, they're so historic, right? These people died so long ago. It was, like, wow, you know? And, yeah, like I that's... said, the energy on the in the diphtheria one is just so those trees are like just very protective of those babies, you know? It's sad when you have a cemetery geared towards an event, you mm-hmm. know, that they had to create a cemetery. Like, right? uh, you know, they have the fire cemeteries up north 
yeah. around like Hinkley and, and stuff, the Hinkley fire. And the, so there's a cemetery for it because there were so many people that passed away all at once right. that know. they need a cemetery for that. And that's so, it's such a... Isn't that awful? Yeah. And you know, really, so, and so many of the people who, who died were, were babies. They were kids, you know, mm-hmm. children. And so almost all, not all of them, but a vast majority of those graves in the diphtheria cemetery are babies. And sometimes like the whole like a couple's all their kids. Like there's one there was like three or four graves, you know, and they all died within like a month of each other. And they were all like, wow. you know, some were babies, like one and two year olds. And then some were, you know, maybe 13 year old, you know, but oh my God, what heartbreaking. It was just heartbreaking. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, so, those trees are very intimidating. Aren't they cool? Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. like they are there. And they're, it's such a small area for those huge trees you right. know so right. it just right. it looks like very uh it's just very intimidating those it's trees very, but you know what it's very but protecting for the very like, cemetery for yes. sure yes and i felt but nothing yeah it's but like you don't want to mess with anything over there because those trees well get you right <laughs> right and you know like i of course i have to go put my hand on all the trees and they have such fabulous energy and they were just loving and kind and whatever but yeah i mean yeah. for sure very protective Mm-hmm. energy you know so yeah, yeah just really cool it's a really cool place so that's down by Humbert I think I can't remember the name of the it's not quite there it's like 20 miles from there it's like Alma City or something I think is where it is but oh, yeah yeah just really interesting things and you know that whole area down there Black River Falls you know they call it Black River Falls because they said there's just such dark energy there you know and the and the Native Americans who live there, and I, I can't remember what tribe it is, but that's that was there. Of course, they had their own way of saying Black River Falls, but they they could name the river Black because of all the dark and negative energy. So, isn't that interesting? Well, yeah, I mean, you know? I've gone to Black River Falls for a long time, and it always mm-hmm. has felt really Very different. Yeah, heavy, heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. and um, yeah, just and you know. One of the gals that we know from down there, Chris Riggins, um, she lived near Black River Falls and she had an encounter with a dog man down there. And, you know, that's pretty close to where to where the Bray, Reeves, the, is Bray Road Beast is. I mean, it's not far, a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Boy, she describes that dog man and it was like, you know, I don't know, 15 years ago. She will tell you to the... The description is amazing. I mean, you know, she talks about the muscles rippling and, you know, how it just didn't make any sounds at all. And it was in the fall. And you should have, you should hear the leaves, you know, because when you're walking, you always hear the crunch, crunch, crunch of the leaves. Mm -hmm. Nope, this thing didn't make a sound and it was super fast and it looked over at them. And, and apparently it was seen in another, a few places after theirs, you know, but amazing stuff happens down there. You know what I mean? Squatchers need to go down there. We do. And I know Deanna, who's the owner of the bar now, she said, Steffi, I really want to go out with you guys. And I said, I know. I know. We'll try to get down here in the next month, you know, and mm-hmm. see what we can find. Because that would be so fun, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, so cool, cool stuff down there. Um, crazy stuff down there. And I'm not even going to bring it up on the show, but there was a surprising place that we, and that has nothing to do with paranormal. <laughs> we were like just freaked out by what by this place but that's all i'll say but other than that yeah so squatchers went out last a week ago tomorrow i think and we went to that place where katie and i had run across a trackway of um of footprints you know last fall and they were big footprints and you know it's it's such an intriguing area i gotta say because we did find some things that could have maybe been partial prints. You know, they were out there. They were they were in an area where there's lots of structures. You know, like our strict structure quadrant, not quite that big, but lots and lots of structures of different sizes. And, and only in this one spot of this whole area, you know, because we've been through all of it. And we did find some things. It's something to keep an eye on for sure. And like I told the girls, I think we need to go out there like maybe in the fall when it gets dark early enough because, you know, it's 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 in a public place. But it also, I think you need to be out by like 10, you know. So oh, I said, sure. 
or even just go and just sit in the evening there and just see what happens, you know, Mm -hmm. for a couple of hours, you know, but Mm -hmm. now it's the winged creatures time. (laughs) The, The mosquitoes, we talked about bugs before the show and, Oh, yeah, they're out in force there. And, of course, it's in the middle of the swamps, right? So mm-hmm. they are everywhere. So yeah, they carry you out in pieces. You, you, Yeah, you would. You'd have to wear long sleeves for sure and lots of whatever. So it would have to be a day where it's not hot, you know. But I do think we should because there's something. There's something going on there, you know. And it's it's attached. If you, go, if you take the waterways, it will eventually lead up to where our research area is. You know, it's oh, about... Okay. 10, 15, 20 miles south of there. So it's closer to the cities, which is very interesting, right? Mm-hmm. What is this? You know, it's like, here's what I, I will say. It's, you know, our, our year to talk about suburban cryptids because they're everywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, think of all the sightings of just animals that are in the cities. I mean, how many bear sightings have there been mm-hmm. in the Twin Cities mm-hmm. lately? And, uh, you know, so... There's, you know, animals that we're familiar with, and why mm-hmm. wouldn't there also be cryptids in the cities? I mean, there's plenty of places exactly. to hide, you know, yep. but, and yep. they can, if they can travel interdimensionally or, yeah. you know, blend in with their surroundings, uh, camouflage, whatever, mm-hmm. why wouldn't they be able to come into the city too? You know, right. I bet, I bet we're so consumed right. with life and stuff yeah. and yep. busyness that we just don't yep. see half the stuff that's around us. So. Uh, I'm pretty sure. And I do believe they're interdimensional. So why would they have to hide? I mean, they could just poof, you know, go into the other dimension, you know, right. that's what I yep. think. But yeah, I think it's just amazing. And so then I also have to talk about, um, and I know you're on the, you're on the DNR Eagle cam Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever go in there, but yeah, down near the Minnesota river down by the airport down there, you know, where there's all those, there's huge natural area there mm-hmm. on the River Valley. Well, down by the airport, you know, Casey, I think I've maybe talked about it on the show before. I don't know. But Casey, when she used to drive a truck, she that was her one of her routes. And she used to see this big winged creature that would, you know, and she's been with me, Eagle, you know, looking for a long time, right? She knows an eagle. She knows hawks, owls, whatever. This thing, she said, had a wingspan like that was twice the size of an eagle and huge. And she has seen it like a few times. And, you know, I have seen news reports of people who have seen this strange looking creature. They didn't know what it was. And so last time we flew out to Seattle, Jerry had brought us out to the airport. And he said on the way back, I've been down there. Katie and I have been down there to see if we can see this. But of course, you know, you're there for a certain amount of time. And, you know, I think it's one of those things where if you see it, it's just spur of the moment. You know, you just happen mm-hmm. to see it. Um, and he saw it and he, he called me when, you know, when we were at the airport and said, oh, my God, stuff. I saw what Casey saw. You know, and I said, are you kidding? And he said, no, people were had were had pulled over to the side and were watching it. And it was flying over the valley. And he said, humongous and what makes me think about this now is on the eagle cam they had a picture of something and they said what is this it looks like a pterodactyl you know it well was that's what i was gonna say because remember i posted yeah. those videos i don't know how long ago what a year or more on our show that i was posting those videos and we were talking about pterodactyl sightings now some of the videos right. were clearly fakes but some right. of them, you kind of go, right. Wait, nobody knows what this actually is that's being filmed. And it's not a fake. It's a real film. No. no. So what is this cryptid? And remember when we used to have, when Mike Richburg has been on a few times out of, I think he's out of South Carolina. And he talked about that big winged creature, too, that was kind of like a pterodactyl that he ran into up in the Carolina mountains. You know? Although. So, what, so but what is this? And I, and could, I just, I have. I happened to see that on the on the eagle page, and I'm like, "What? Now it's over in that." I mean, it does it makes sense because you know that nest is close by there. But wow, you know, you know what? I'm just gonna say it. Could it be Mothman? Could well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just the saying. Picture, yeah, I know the picture though that they posted on the eagle cam looked it looked more like it did look like some freaky 
pterodactyl honestly it really did and it was it was in shadows so you really couldn't see you could definitely see it wasn't an eagle it was bigger than an eagle um it kind of looked like a cross between you know you've seen like blue herons fly so that's kind of what it reminded me of only on a much larger scale so pterodactyl yeah for sure you know and i'm just like okay i'm just saying I'm going to look, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to save, I'm going to save gonna look this. I'm going to look on this page right now, see if I can find it. Yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to put this up. I'm going to save this. So I'm going to put this on the, the chat room because it, from a distance, right, I think mm-hmm. a pterodactyl could look like a mothman. You know, you've got this here. Oh, here. Oh, look at it. I found it right here. So um, from a distance and it's shadowed, you know, it, like the picture I put mm-hmm. is, you know, you can see what it is. But if you, I mean, with the legs and the wings and the head and stuff, like it could look like a Mothman from a distance. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that picture you posted, let me see if I can get this uh, downloaded and see if I can put this on here. Um, it it really, somebody said, oh, it looks like a dragon. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of does look like a dragon too, you know? It's like just, what is this? I mean, it's just so, so bizarre. Let me see if I can get this. I don't, I don't know if I can, but um, just. But it's wow. by the airport too. And remember, yeah. O'Hare is having a whole yep. heck of a lot of problems yep. with Mothman, right? So yep. I'm just saying. Could be Mothman. So I'm just trying to see um, where she saw this. I'm not sure if it was actually there by the Eagle camera. Um, Not sure what the heck this is. Looks like a pterodactyl. And then somebody had wrote, flew up with a bunch of eagles. Oh, in northern Wisconsin. Okay, so I guess that wasn't over that way. But... Okay, let's see if I got if it came through. But wow, just totally fascinating. Whatever it is, but yeah, dragon, pterodactyl, whatever. But it looks too small to be a Mothman. But I don't know. Who knows? You know, know I what size just... Mothman are? There could be a ton of them. Well, that is true. Okay, here now I got it in my mail. Let's see if I can download it and get it in the chat room because it is pretty. It is pretty cool. Okay, here we go. All right, we're doing it. It's just, yeah, just okay. Let's hope, hope it goes. Okay, here it goes. There we go. <laughs> Woohoo! Takes a minute. What do you think? I mean, it looks like what you just posted. Yeah, I mean, from different angles, and I mean, dark. You know, with the dark silhouette kind of look, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it could be a dragon. It could be a pterodactyl. It could be a mothman. I mean, who knows? Right? But look at the you know, hat. So the head on this one looks like it almost has ears or something. You know, it just, it's, or Thunderbird. Mm, mm, yeah. yeah. CCC has another idea. Uh, yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, but flew in with eagles. So obviously they weren't afraid of it. Um, yeah, bizarre. Bizarre things happen, yeah. I think. Cool. What are these things? Yeah, it is cool. It is really cool. I mean, I think it's cool. I do too. I do too. So yeah, just I think it's cool because I'm shooting. I'm shooting for Mothman. I'm voting. I know. I'm voting for Mothman. <laughs> not shooting for voting for Mothman because yeah. I need. I want to see one. I want to see one like yeah. you want to see Bigfoot. I, I know. Mothman. I know. I know you do. I know you do. But yeah, I don't know. I think I need to go spend some more time down on the Minnesota River Corridor because I mean that's yeah. like I said, Casey saw it a number of times, you know, and now Jerry saw it, and I never get to see it, but. You know, <laughs> it's not your time yet. No, it's not my time yet. Eventually, I will see it, and then I'll be left with my mouth hanging open. Right? I'm surprised they got a picture of this. That was that's a good catch, you know, for this person who got it. Yeah, yeah. I don't but, know. Mothman. Yeah, bizarre, bizarre. I mean, it looks it just looks bizarre from head to toe, you know. So anyway, cool stuff. But yeah, lots of cool stuff out there. Just as much stuff in the city as there is in the woods up north. I know I always say we never have to go far to find this stuff because it's yeah. here. 
you just have to look for it, you know? Yep. Yep. And I well, know, I mean, I, like I said, I thought I had a Bigfoot out here in my yard. I mean, just yeah. walking my dogs that one night and I could, yeah. I heard knocking, I heard vocalization. Yeah. I don't know. It was cool. So, yeah, I know. I know. It's just, yeah, it's just fascinating. I know, you know, it, when LaDora started with Squatchers, she said, you know, I never would have thought to look for any of this stuff stuff because, you know, like the structures and the arches mm-hmm. and, and the things that we think could be related to Bigfoot, you know, and she said, who knew? Who knew? And I'm like, isn't it interesting? There's a whole education that has to be done before you can really do this, you know, mm-hmm. so. But, yeah. <laughs> so that's my story. <laughs> cool. But it's Mothman. fun because I love all these unknown things, Mothman. you know. Yeah, I think it's uh, Louisiana Swamp Trailhead. Good place to go for Minnesota River area. I'm going to write that down. Cool. Have you seen, Joe's saying in the chat room, he's telling us this. So have you seen anything interesting like that, Joe, out there? Or maybe the unknown? Or are you just recommending, hey, maybe there's something there? Yeah, could be. Curious, Joe. Let us know. I know. I know. Very cool. All right. I got it written down. So we'll try to get there. Because that's easy easy enough to get to. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. like it takes a lot of planning. You could have a few hours and say, hey, let's go down there and see what we see. You know? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Um, Which is what's so cool about these other areas, too, because they're so close, right? They're within a half an hour. You know, and right. you can just get out there and even spend an hour. You don't have to spend oodles amount of time. You can just go frequently, you know, and see what's going yep. on. Yep. Just pop over. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah, lots of stuff. There's just so much stuff going on. And I think it's I think it's interesting that there's so much paranormal activity happening right now, too. And you're getting calls, too. See, and I know Sim is, too. I know some uh, Jerry and May just talked with somebody else that they, it's a local business and they need an investigation. And so, yeah, just kind of crazy talk, you know, it's just unexpected, unexpected, you know. Mm-hmm. So Joe in the chat room is saying he hasn't seen anything like that there. He's seeing mm-hmm. a lot of pictures there. And uh, but just um not north of Jordan. Yeah. 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 So that's not too far either. Yeah, but no, that'd be good. That's a good place to go. I like I like it down there. We actually had a case in Jordan, now that I think about mm-hmm. it, where they had um some kind of cryptid. So they have a fenced in yard, a chain link fence that was mm-hmm. I don't know if it was four feet high. It was tall enough to be interesting. So I don't think it was just a regular three foot chain link fence around their yard. It's for, they had a dog and um, they had some something got into the backyard and made scratches on their tree, like gouges and scratches oh. on their tree. Oh. Yeah. Oh. They saw something and they, um, I think her, their security camera went off or maybe it was a motion light. Something got their attention out there and they looked. The next morning they found huge gouges on their tree. And that was in Jordan. City proper, too. Not out in the outskirts. See? See? Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. Yep. They are everywhere. Yep. So people, I'm just saying, really watch. Really watch. And if it's so my point, odd... The point of the fence is like it's not just some random animal wandering through the yard mm-hmm. scratching up the tree i mean you got to climb over a four-foot fence right. there's animals that definitely right. can but right. why would you just scratch that tree like i don't know that well, was odd and it was they didn't recognize whatever it was when they looked out they didn't recognize it they saw well, something i don't know if it was on video or with their eyeballs but something mm-hmm. alerted them to look out and they saw it mm-hmm. and then well, didn't and see you know, the scratches till the next morning when it was light out so well, and you know, Carter Bouchard talks about he's got those clients that have what he calls a habituation, right? And they're mm-hmm. there kind of all the time and they and it's right in a town, I believe. I, I don't quote me, but I think it's like in a populated area. You know, it's not like just out in the woods somewhere. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um which yeah, we, we need to have Carter back on so he can tell us the end of that story, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. That's a good idea. Let's do that. But and he's got a new book out too, so yeah, we can do we can do two things at once. But yep. um, yeah, yeah, no, 
just really cool stuff. And it seems like cryptids are really coming out lately. I because I hear so much, like even this in the Eagle Cam group. You know, it's just pretty bizarre. I think. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. So, oh goodness. Well, unexplained. Like I said, we go out and we do this stuff, and we come back with more questions than answers. Always, yep. always. It doesn't matter That's if it's it. paranormal investigation or cryptids. Mostly cryptids for me, though, because it's like you go out there and it's, wow, what is that? What could this be? And, you know, you rule out everything that you think it could be and it's not. And then it's like, okay, well, this is something real. You know, what is it? Well, and so, there's so much that we haven't seen. And I think there's new stuff coming. Oh, yeah. I do, too. too. I do, too. And I always say, I'm always very careful to say this is what we think might be created by a Bigfoot. Until someone actually sees this happening, mm-hmm. we won't know. But why would yep. humans do this out in the middle of the woods? You know, right. it doesn't make any sense. You yep. know, like the stick structures, for example. But anyhow, so yeah, to be to be continued. I know we're going up to um, Virginia, Minnesota the first weekend of June because we wanted to do this before the big winged creatures come out, you know, the deer flies mm-hmm. <laughs> is what I'm saying. So we're going up there, I think the first weekend of June, and then we're going to go back. We're going to revisit that Buell cemetery too. So it'll be a oh, fun one. It'll be a fun one, you know, so it'll be paranormal encrypted in the whole nine yards, you know? Nice. Anyway. Good. All right. Well, any final thoughts, words? It's 8.57. We've managed to talk a whole hour away and, you know, catching up. I know. Well, it's fun Catch stuff. Yeah. It's good. It is good. It's all good stuff that we like to talk about and that we're doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, what do you got going on this week then? You got busy weekend, of course. We also- yeah, I've got our priestess circle this weekend. So, both days I'll be working. and uh, mm-hmm. But it's good. We're doing our shadow weekend. So, yeah. I, it's one of my favorite weekends. I love it. We're digging deep into our own selves, our own psyches, and uh, looking into our shadows. And I just, it's so cool. Scary. It's not scary. It is scary if you're not (laughs) sure what you're looking for, but, or you know what you might find, then it might be scary. But if you just approach it honestly and be open to uh, the changes and doing the work, it's amazing. I bet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's it. That's it. Listen to the calling tomorrow night. I'm not sure what they're doing, but uh, they are on at 8, uh, 7 p.m. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sorry, I'm getting all messed up, confused. So that's our sibling show. Don't forget to listen in. And I guess here we go. It's almost time. So I guess we'll just kind of bow out. And I just want to thank everyone for listening in tonight and for any soldiers and our troops who are listening. Thank you for your service and please be safe. Yes, absolutely. Everybody in the chat room, thanks for joining us. We love having you with us and wherever everybody is listening out there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Para-X Radio Network, thank you so much for hosting our show this week. And Sarge, most amazing producer on the planet. Once again, Mm -hmm. pulling this all together, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you all next week. Yeah. Good night, everyone. Make it a good one.